Welcome to the Mind Her Business Podcast, the go-to podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business while taking care of your mindset, your health, and your family. Honestly, it's just trying to keep your head above water. So go ahead and pour yourself a cup of coffee or make your favorite cocktail. We don't judge. It's time to become the holistic CEO you're meant to be. Just staring at me like, go for it. Go for it. Do you want me to take it? Do I take it today? <laughs> All right, I'll Why take it. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, I actually did have something I wanted to bring up. And kind of the the whole premise behind this episode was, um, you know, why we kind of went to Pinterest and why we decided to do Pinterest. But what brought it up was your TikTok, that your TikTok that you did today. Because I'm getting juicy and spicy over on TikTok. And I love it. And your TikTok was... <laughs> You know, you spent three years building a business mm-hmm. that you actually hated or didn't despise. Yeah. I, I was like, is hate a strong word? No, I despised it. Yeah. It literally was like zapping every ounce of energy I had in my entire life. And it was because of one very simple thing, which yeah. I think a lot of people don't think about. And it was because you were saying yes to everything mm-hmm. or you were just choosing to say yes in your business to everything. And I think so often we forget like no is super powerful mm-hmm. too. Because it allows you to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I think we forget or we don't realize that our yeses are so powerful because the moment we say yes, we are saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. And like, I know at its core, that's very simple to understand, right? Like, of course, I'm saying yes. So I must be saying no to something else. But I think when we're building these businesses, we don't actually think about that in motion, right? So like a client wants a website built. I say yes, because I don't want to lose them as a client. I am saying no to trying to build a simple business. I am saying no to trying to have more margin built into the business. Mm-hmm. Like I'm also saying no to sometimes like there was projects that I was saying yes to on the client front, which meant that I was saying no to having dinner with my husband. Yeah. And that one, that one always speaks volumes to me because I felt like that was what I was doing. Yeah. It was like no to my weekends, right? 100%. Because when I was side hustling this while I was still in optometry. I felt like, okay, I have to keep up with everything. There's clients that need this. Yeah. And because they're in social media, like we're keeping up with the trends yes. and we're posting in the moment. And if there's a comment that goes on their feed at 10 o'clock at night, I am responsible yeah. for that to get it deleted or 100%. to respond back. And I was sacrificing so much to be that person to build that business that looking back, neither one of us ended up enjoying. A hundred percent. I feel like at least from my perspective and what we see in this social media space is everyone says like, don't be afraid to say no. But I think what we, the conversation we need to be having is like, be really careful with your yeses Mm -hmm. because those yeses automatically, like they, in my opinion, have this huge ripple effect that you don't know in the moment when you're Mm -hmm. saying yes. So yeah, like say no to things that don't align, but then also just double check every yes. And we never did that, right? We never did a gut check. Well, it's so hard in the beginning. Yeah. Because in the beginning, you literally just want somebody to say, can you? So you can say, Yes. Yes, I can actually. So I feel like in the beginning, the first, we're taking like the first one or two out of it, right? Yeah. After that, you get the opportunity to go, I've been there. I've done that. I've worked with this type of client. They're a no for me. Yeah. And you're then protecting yourself. And I think it's important to just remember what you want Mm -hmm. out of this business. Remember what you want, not only financially, not only with your time or just what you want your business model to look like. It's so important to kind of remember all those things 
in the very, very beginning because we didn't. We looked at what everybody else was doing and the type of agency that everybody else was building. And we were like, how do we do that, but do that better? And so we said yes to things we should have not said we yes said to. yes to so many things to a point where I mean we've said this we've said this story but like there was literally a point where we were working around the clock um I'll never forget this this is actually a story I haven't shared I don't think anywhere on social but we my husband and I flew to um South Carolina to go to my sister's like senior day and we were still doing full social mm-hmm. so like clients are like blowing up my phone but like not in an aggressive way right this is just being a social media manager yep. that I don't think is talked about and so clients are like blowing up my phone I'm posting stories it's my little sister's senior day I'm present for like maybe 30 minutes and then my brain is automatically like mm-hmm. what's the next thing that a client needs because heaven forbid I take like four hours off right yeah and and then I remember driving from South Carolina to Atlanta because it was my friend's birthday and we were going to go like surprise her. And I started crying in the car to my husband. I'm like, oh. just crying. And I told him, I was like, I feel like in order to be successful in our business and to grow our business, I'm failing at every other part of my mm-hmm. life. Like, I feel like I'm failing with you. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. failing just like being a human. I'm failing with my health. Like I am just failing. And I think that was the first moment that I started to kind of grasp like I've built a machine and a business that like I literally can't stand. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. And it was because I was saying yes to everyone but myself. Yep. And that's so easy to do. And when do you feel like you had that turning point? Because I know we've talked about this before. I feel like your turning point happened much quicker or much sooner than mine, but you were in this business a lot sooner than I was and you were fully immersed in it. But do you remember there being some turning point where you were like, you know what? No, it's not this. It's not this business we built anymore. It's... It's instead, we're going to go this direction. Yeah, I do. I remember looking at, well, there was like, it was twofold for me. I remember looking at the money that was coming in and the work that we were doing. And I was like, got to know those numbers. You got to know those numbers. And I was like, something's off. Yep. Right. Like we should not be working to the level that we are and making as little as we are in association with that. And so that was like the first, I would say, level in my mind. And then when I started to look a little bit deeper, I started to see like, are we actually driving results for clients? Mm -hmm. Like, is there data on that? Mm -hmm. And it was really difficult to actually show minus like followers, especially at this time with like Instagram and everything. Like it was really difficult to show like, are we moving the needle in their business? Because part of the problem we were experiencing was that we were losing so many clients. Like we would get five and then like three would drop off because Mm -hmm. they would say, oh, we haven't gained the followers that we want to gain or whatever that might be. Right. And there was no way for us to quantify and say, okay, but like we've driven X sales Mm because Instagram was just so different at that time. And then I remember looking at what we were doing for businesses on Pinterest and I was like, wow, like we're driving massive traffic. And like, not only are we driving massive traffic, but we had one client who they were a really small Pinterest account um, that we were managing. And they were like, we just got an email from Shopify saying we are one of the top 10 websites in all of Shopify for like our niche. Yep. And they go, and it has to be Pinterest. Yep. And I was like, holy moly. That was when you knew. I remember having yeah. this conversation with you. You're like, I think there's something here. Yeah. I specifically remember like exactly where I was standing and doing because we were having this conversation. I was doing something else and I kind of paused and I looked at their site and I looked at everything that was yeah. going on and I was like, you know what? That is kind of crazy. And also it's pretty amazing the the amount of time we are putting yeah. into getting those types of results. Driving too. like 
massive results for them. Like they they were able to see on their end just like the amount of sales that were coming in. And so that that was pretty crazy. Like that to me kind of opened up my eyes to, okay, we're really good at one thing. And like what actually would a business look like if we just focused on Pinterest? Yeah. And that's why we kind of wanted to do this episode because we've never really, we've talked about Pinterest, right? And our Pinterest management and all of that. But I feel like this leads us perfectly into kind of why we wanted to do this podcast because we've talked about so often, you know, niching down and why our our niche was Pinterest, but never really like why we decided on Pinterest. And I think that that's important for people who are maybe in the space. Maybe you're a freelancer, maybe you're dabbling in social media or just kind of looking to get started. Like, why did we choose what we chose? I think for many reasons, right? We chose it because it was driving results for our clients. The output was so different than what we were doing on social, right? Like we didn't, Pinterest doesn't care if something is like suddenly trending on Twitter or TikTok. Like there's nothing that needs to happen in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Pinterest operates like Google. It operates off of um, what are people searching for? What are seasonal trends? And you know all of this in advance. And so there was this element to it of we love marketing. We love being in this space. The part that was not aligning with the types of lives we wanted to build was like having to be on 24-7. And this is a platform that like, I don't believe it's a social platform, um, but people view it kind of in that same sphere. Um, And it just allowed us to work with a clients we wanted to in the capacity that we wanted to and not to feel like we couldn't live our lives just because we wanted to like work for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I think you spoke to the point that probably drove it home more for me because more than anything else, I was balancing so much, right? And so my time was already so limited. And then my time during the day with clients was also limited, right? So I couldn't be on calls like you could or touch base with them during the day like you could. So the great thing about this was I was able to help. We were able to bring on more clients in the Pinterest space because I could do it of an evening. 100%. I wasn't checking for, did somebody comment yep. negatively on that post? Did, um, there was there a DM that wasn't yep. responded to around the hours they were open? Right. You know, all of the things that I feel like most social media managers out there can relate to. You have to be doing those things because yeah. that's part of your job description. 100%. There really was none of that with Pinterest. No, there's not this element. I mean, yeah, people leave comments and like they'll send some messages, but that's really not the platform, right? No. The platform, the user is going there to find information and to make a buying decision. Yeah. Your job as the Pinterest expert, the Pinterest strategist, is to get the content in front of the correct customer. Yep. It's really that simple, right? Like there's obviously different strategies in place in different layers, but it's not your job to be like creating these engaging stories that are then going to convince somebody to buy something, right? Like it's really, I mean, organic in my opinion is really top of funnel. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And to that point, honestly, too, you don't have to schedule in the moment. I know you said you mentioned the trends with TikTok. We know you need to be up on top of trends. The audio needs to be like within a couple of days. There is none of that. There's Pinterest trends and there's seasonal trends and you need to know those. But we're talking about scheduling things out 
a week. Yes. Two weeks in advance. Yes. A month in advance sometimes yeah. for content. It makes it very simple for you to take the time that you have and get ahead for somebody so you're not 100%. doing it in the moment all the time. And that's what I want, like we wanted to get away from so badly, yeah. right? Is when we looked at our days, like our typical day was posting stories for clients and some clients we would have in third-party systems that would auto-post it, but half the time it didn't work. So we'd have to like go in and make those edits. And then you're also making sure that their posts are going out half the time. That's not working. So like you had all these systems that were there to like technically make your life easier, but we were so active in our clients' accounts every single day. There was not a, there wasn't an off switch. And because of, because those types of platforms don't have an off switch. I truly believe it created a relationship with clients where like there weren't boundaries. Because, they had no off switch yeah, either. <laughs> right. <With us>. Yeah, <laughs> because it of. was like, okay, our business operates yeah. on the weekend. Stuff needs to be going up. We see stuff's going up. So like they must be like there. We can talk to them. Yeah. Um, it was very much a 24-7 job. What? I mean, I'm not even going to like, I won't sugarcoat it. Obviously, no. there's no reason to sugarcoat it. But I remember walking, we were in Chicago visiting a friend and I was walking down the street and I got a message from a client that was yeah. like, this just happened in the world. Can we get a post up about it? And I was like, what? I don't even, I don't have a computer. Right. I'm literally on my phone. I remember calling you being like, are you home? Can you help? Yeah. Like, I, how is that even, how's that even like a good way I, to live, it's, to be honest? It's not like, I mean, I have so many, I feel like mini stories about that too, right? Like, yeah. I remember being out watching an Ohio State like football game with my husband and her friends. And I had uh, like clients literally blowing up my phone being like, oh, this just happened with like, it was like a basketball game or something. Can we get this up mm-hmm. right away? And I'm like, you're not even a sports company. Right. What are we, what? <laughs> and like, I it kind of got, it built a lot of anxiety. Like yes. I constantly was afraid to be away from my house, right? Yes. Because I knew that like something could come up and I might not be available at that time. And we just finally looked at each other and we were like, this isn't the life. We were right. so afraid to say no. So afraid. Because so afraid. we had all these clients. We wanted to keep them happy. We're by nature both pretty much people pleasers. Yeah. And so we said, yes, 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 yes. And we were so stinking afraid to say no. And in return, we just basically were saying no to ourselves, right? Yeah. Like it's it can't be more simple than that. We said yes to everything. Um, and the funny, the funny thing about that is like, I know I said this at the beginning, but we were saying yes to clients who would end up leaving us like two mm-hmm. months later. And so it just was such a vicious cycle at the end of the day. Yeah. The other reason I feel like I've always really loved this Pinterest management space is because it's been scalable. Yeah. There was, I, I mean, I can't speak to the sales because I know you are the one doing the marketing and sales, but there would be so many times where we would have a client that, okay, I they're in social media client, right? They would want five posts a day. They would want four Instagram stories or five Instagram stories. They would want reels. Some wouldn't want reels. Some would want content. Others yeah. wouldn't want content. We were creating custom proposals and packages yeah. for everybody that it made it so challenging to yeah. bring anybody in to help our team because they were like, wait, how many does this client want? What's yep. the posting schedule? What's the cadence? It was, it just in my mind was super, super yeah. confusing. And so we dropped the ball a couple times yeah. on what Absolutely. we were doing for clients or what we had promised them because we had these custom proposals. Whereas Pinterest, you can really hone in. There yeah. are a lot of things you're doing. There's not a lot of differences in things that you're doing. Most clients can operate with the same type of cadence depending yes. on their content that they have. But we made it so, I don't want to say simple, but we did kind of make it so simple in the packages that we were offering. And that made it so scalable. 
And it was even like to another point of how it's been so scalable is we're teaching our team one thing. Yep. We taught our team Pinterest. And now they're the experts yes. in Pinterest. Yes. Like our, you don't even have to. Our team, we have monthly calls or biweekly calls with them to go over analytics, but we're not teaching them Pinterest. No. We're not leading these calls. They're going, this is what's happening. Yep. These are the trends. And it was all just from self being self-taught yeah. and what what we taught yeah, them. Yeah, we literally handed them over like our Pinterest program and we were like, watch this. This is everything we do for mm-hmm. clients. And they were up and running in like a week's time, right? Like, yes, we were still working with them, but I think about how different that was on the social media side 100%. because there's so many layers that go into yep. it. And so that was really exciting and that was really attractive about it too, right? Like we've built our team out to where we have like an organic specialist, like senior manager, a paid ad specialist, and then a head of like content. And that's been like, that's been great, right? Yeah. Like we kind of were, we kind of were able to look and be like, these are the kind of the three buckets that we need. Yeah. Um, and when we say that our team literally runs the agency, like outside of, I would say like the high level, like consulting mm-hmm. and I'm still doing all the sales. Like they do. Yeah. That wouldn't have been possible do. on the social side. No. Cause I felt like it was so hard for us to give up control. I mean, don't you feel yeah. that way with the social media? I, because it was like, what's going to happen? Yes. Like it was like, something was always happening. Yeah. Right? It was like, you could never be disconnected. Um, yeah. And so it was hard to give up control. I feel like everything was attached to your phone. Yes. Whereas in this case, it's not it's so not. much. And so you that have brings that, up yeah. a really good point that I never, I don't think like fully put together. Um, yeah. Everything was attached to our phone. And so my phone was constantly buzzing with yeah. clients like accounts where Pinterest, we don't do anything on the app really. Yeah. Like maybe we've troubled shot like a couple things but like everything's on the desktop yeah and so you can actually disconnect very much so i don't massive yeah i don't notice like any i don't have any notifications for clients coming into my phone is all i'll say and i've logged in on my phone to check different things yeah but nothing comes through on my phone and i don't think i actually ever like put that together until right then yeah and it provides exactly what we've talked about that freedom of the space and from your business right and the freedom to um the freedom that comes with it. So it's and you're like crazy. driving really tangible results for clients too. Um, like we can actually say these are the like clicks to your site. These are the sales. Yeah. This is like how much your account has grown, like how many eyes have been on it. Like it's very measurable. Yeah. Which and I know exciting. some things are measurable within sure. Instagram and TikTok, but I will say the one for me was when we had a client, we were actually, this was before we moved fully into Pinterest. It was another client that I felt like sparked our interest in Pinterest. That's that rhymes. It's so cute. <laughs> but they were a, a med spa, like a local med spa. Yeah. And we were doing Pinterest for them. And we had been doing this for... Or, I mean, my timeline's always bad, but I would say no more than six months. Yeah. And they came to us on one of our analytic calls. And after the social call, we were like, okay, let's talk about Pinterest. And we wrapped up and he goes, you know, what's really crazy is we are now ranking on the top search results for Google for med spas, med spas in our area. And he goes, we're not doing anything okay. SEO based. Yeah. All we're doing is producing blogs and you guys are pushing those out on Pinterest. And he's like, that's got to be that, right? And we're like, yeah, that's absolutely that. But that was another moment for me where I was like, tangible results for people, um, traffic, 
tangible traffic is so much better coming yes. from Pinterest too, because that person has the intent yes. to purchase. And Google views it better yeah. too, which is wild. Google literally half the time views it as like organic referral traffic, which is massive, massive. for your ranking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it is one of the most slept slept on slept on mm-hmm. i was like is that how you're gonna say that mm-hmm. it is what it, it is i don't because it doesn't give you that instant gratification of like oh a thousand people are following me oh yeah. everyone likes me but like if you keep using the platform and you keep showing up and you have that strategy in place it has the potential to massively change your business yeah and that's the thing if you're yeah. in it for the long haul too and you're not just looking for a quick fix fixed business, uh, you know, some income, like as a business owner, then you are going to understand the power of Pinterest for sure. But you said it's not like, uh, it's not that platform that's easily, you know, gone to, 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 for entertainment. But I will say the thing that it has too is positivity. I mean, that was the one thing we ran into a few years back was, you know, the platform started to get a little negative. Other platforms were getting a little negative and we were kind of figuring out how to best approach that with our clients. And that got kind of like sticky. We weren't weren't sure the best way to approach conversations with our clients on certain topics, whether that be political or other. And that was more of like a moment for us to go, oh my gosh, do we want to do this? And Pinterest doesn't allow any of that conversation to even go on, you know? It really came down to, I'm not a PR expert. I don't want to be, I don't, you know, I don't want to make those decisions for you. Yeah. I don't want to make the decisions for you because A, it's not my business. B, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what the right yes, thing is to you do. You didn't want to do it. But yeah. yet in that position, we were, you, we were kind you, of forced yeah. to make a decision. It was like, what is everyone else doing? Mm-hmm. What should we do? And I was like, why are you asking? Yeah. Two 20 year olds. <laughs> Was I still 20 then? I think, I I think so. Why are you asking us? You know what I mean? Though? Yes. So I just think there, I mean, this is anything in the freelance space, but what I saw in the social media space is that there are so many blurred lines. And yeah. the moment we said, we just do Pinterest, this is all we focus on, the lines, they were no longer blurred. Yeah. And so that was another thing that was really attractive to me. Couldn't agree more. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is, you're right. It is one of the most positive platforms. It is heavily focused on shopping. And I think it's funny, like one of the questions we get asked all the time inside of DMs is, but is Pinterest going to be around for like a long-term career? Mm-hmm. And I don't, listen, I don't have magic eight ball. A magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything like that. But what I can tell you is that Pinterest has been around since 2010. It's Mm -hmm. been around for 13 years. Mm -hmm. It's not like this platform just popped up yesterday. Like lemonade. Lemonade. Oh, there she goes again. Tangent. I don't like lemonade. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like this platform has been around. They, over the last year, have hired massive players in the industry. I truly believe that they're going to do whatever it takes to stay relevant and to stay around. Mm -hmm. And that they also know that, yes, while there are things that are not great about their platform, it is a powerful platform. But that can be said for anything. So what I always tell people is I always say, like what you're learning on Pinterest, you could then use those skills for whatever platform comes next. So, so true. It's so funny because never did I think I would become like a second look or a secondary set of eyes on somebody's funnel yeah, or a secondary set of eyes on somebody's landing page. But do you guys know how many times I've given advice to our clients around, oh, if you just tweaked this on your landing page, which I was not hired to consult on, I think that this would be better. Or if you do this yes. to your funny funnel, what's your back end 
customer journey? Yeah. What does that look like? I mean, the things that I have learned just by going through this process, learning yes. Pinterest, learning the customer journey and following that whole thing through. Yeah. It's been kind of like... Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy. Like, I don't think it's going to disappear like five years from now, but if no. it disappears 10 years from now, think about all of the experience you've gotten over the next five years, yeah. right? Like just from the customer experiences to SEO to like what makes people shop. Like I, I, I just, just starting your own business. Starting because your own, you'll do that. hundred percent. Like I think sometimes we get so concerned with is something going to be around a year mm-hmm. or five years from now or 10 years from now that we allow that to like kind of make us not take mm-hmm. action where I want people to kind of flip that and do research and realize Pinterest has been around for over 10 years. They have made so many updates over the last year to make it an even better platform. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that they are like just getting started. Um, Like just just from everything they're doing on the shopping side. Mm -hmm. And if you can jump on it now, become an expert, this is only going to help you in other aspects. Yeah. Absolutely. So great. (laughs) So... We have some kind of exciting news if you're listening to this yeah. live, and that is that the doors to the Pinterest VA score are actually opening next week. I'm so excited. So excited because the doors have been closed for a little bit of time. And so we're super excited to open those back up. But if somebody was kind of just jumping in going, oh my gosh, this sounds really great, but you know, I kind of need to know more or learn more about it. Where would they go to kind of get that information? Yeah, absolutely. So since the doors are going to be opening up next week, what I would suggest is start by diving into our free training. It's going to give you a really clear understanding of what a Pinterest manager does, the services you can offer, how much you can charge, all of that good stuff. And then make sure you're following us over on Instagram. This is actually going to be Pinterest experts. So I know we always link like our accounts, but Pinterest experts is where we have all of the information devoted to becoming a Pinterest VA. And we're going to be announcing some really exciting stuff over there. So you definitely want to follow along. Yes. And I hope that this just helped to kind of shed some light into why we chose Pinterest, the benefits of it, and also is encouraging you to do your own research around the platform and kind of start seeing, is this something that I feel like I would like to be on and manage and grow a business out of over the next one to five years. Because to be honest, it doesn't have to be Pinterest. It could be anything that anything that aligns with your yeah. idea of the way that you want to live your yeah. life, the business that you want to create, which is the why it did for us. Yeah, absolutely. But for you, it could be something else. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Absolutely. Food for thought. Food for thought, I tell you. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And we cannot wait to see you next week. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Yes. We won't give any teasers away. You just have to listen. Not yet. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you could go ahead and leave us a review and let us know what your biggest takeaway was, we'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. I'm at Emily VDW. And I'm at Brie Galloway underscore. See you next week. Bye.